This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday. And that theme is seeing. How do we see? And we know God has given us two eyes to see with on a natural basis. But as believers, we need double vision. That is, we need to see with our natural eyes, but also see with spiritual eyes. Because if we rely only on natural sight, many problems can occur in our lives that will not just affect us, but other people as well. And we looked at scriptures giving examples of that. We go right back to the book of Genesis, where Eve saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and desirable to make one wise. Well, we know that she ate and gave to Adam to eat, and the rest is history. We know that in 2 Samuel, we'll read about the the time that kings went out to battle, but David stayed at home, and one evening he went out on the roof of his house, and he saw a beautiful woman bathing. That beautiful woman was Bathsheba, and those who know Scripture know that was a disastrous time because he had an affair with Bathsheba, The baby died that she was impregnated with, and David even had Bathsheba's husband killed. We read from Joshua 7 and saw that the army of Israel was defeated at Ai because there was sin in the camp. Achan saw among the spoils a Babylonian garment, silver and gold, and coveted them. And because of that, they lost the battle, and uh, needless to say, Achan paid a price. It was his life. In the New Testament, we saw that Peter was walking on the water when he was in a boat with the other disciples. And Jesus was walking and bid him to come. And he said, come. And Jesus and Peter started to walk on the water. But when he saw that the wind began to blow, he began to sink. Again, when his eyes were on Jesus, he walked on water. When he looked at the natural elements, he began to sink. So how often do we see and look at things which defile us. And we read from Job that he knew the problems of looking naturally. And in Job 31.1, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? And you brought up the scripture from Psalm 119 yesterday, Junie, which is really powerful. Psalm 119, verse 37. And this is something we all need to take to heart. Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in thy ways. Thy ways. Can we make a covenant? Can we ask God 
to make a covenant with us, we need to make it with him, I should say, that I will turn away my eyes from looking at vanity. So spiritual vision will align us with the ways of God. And there's many examples in scriptures that we'd like to touch on that when we have spiritual vision, we will align ourselves with the ways of God. For example, I encourage you to read the full chapter of Second Chronicles chapter 20. Three armies were coming against Judah. Jehoshaphat called for a prayer meeting, and at the end of his prayer he said, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I believe, Juni, because Jehoshaphat said that God raised up a prophet, he gave a prophetic word, and Judah defeated these three armies which greatly outnumbered the army of Judah. Why? Because their eyes were on God. Let's look into the book of Hebrews where we see many examples of spiritual sight and we need to take uh, a cue, can I say it, from these verses because we need to live not just by natural sight but by spiritual sight. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to look at um, verses 8 and 9. The writer is quoting from the Old Testament, and he says in verse 8, You have put all things in subjection unto his feet, meaning the feet of Jesus. He left nothing that is not put unto him, but now... We do not yet see all things put under him. Again, the word says all things have been put under Jesus' feet. But it says, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. But look at the first few words in verse 9. But we see Jesus. Again, it's like we need to keep that spiritual sight of the Messiah before us whenever we face a difficult situation. And if we put that scripture into an example in our life that Jesus has put all things under his feet. In other words, he overcame sin and death for us, but yet we don't see it because death is still happening in the earth to humans and also seeing and desiring things that are not right But if we see Jesus, if we ask the Lord to help us when we are experiencing the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, to transform us and change us, our life will begin to change. So I just want to encourage you, don't get discouraged if you have an alcoholic problem or a sexual problem, but be encouraged that God has shown you it's a problem and cry out to Thank him. Thank you, Lord. Go for help to a pastor or a woman of God who can uh, walk you through to see uh, health and deliverance in your life because God's life in us is stronger than sin, because he defeated Amen. that. All things are under his feet. Amen. And if you don't know the Lord as your personal Messiah and Savior, you can call out to the Father in heaven and ask him to open your eyes that you might see Jesus 
for who he is and um, give him your heart and your life to follow him all the days of your life. I remember a few weeks ago, Junie, we shared it at our, I shared it at our home fellowship from Hebrews chapter 11. And this really spoke to me. Hebrews 11, verse 13, after having spoken about the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as well as Sarah, these words, in verse 13, we read these words. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but here's the key, but having seen them afar off or at a distance, they were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They didn't receive the promise, but they died in faith because having seen them, they can only have seen them spiritually. They were assured of those promises coming to pass. What an encouragement, Junie, that natural sight cannot show us these things. Only spiritual eyes will reveal the promises of God even before we see them realized. Yes, there's a scripture that says they had eternity planted in their hearts. So it's a question for you and me, Shelley, and for every listener. Do we have eternity planted in our heart? Are we looking at the finish line? Are we living to know that the gates of heaven will be open to us and we will see the Lord and be as he is. And we will see those who have gone before us that eternity is as real as what we can naturally see. And, you know, I remember when my parents lived with us, I was having a conversation with my mother who was not a believer and, um, Most of our listeners know, Shelley, that you and I are Jewish believers. And my mom, being a Jew, didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. And I was talking to her about eternity and heavenly things. And I remember saying to her, you know, Mom, if you look at a map, you know that Russia and Germany and England and France really exist in the earth. You know that Australia and New Zealand are real countries with people living there. You've never been there. You've never seen that with your natural eyes, but you know that it's true because the map tells you that there's such a place. And that is a form of faith, Mom, whether you understand it or not, because you're believing something you don't naturally see. And it's the same way with eternal things and heaven, though we might not see that with our natural eyes because it's written in the holy word of God. We know that such a place exists and God is real and he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And we have our choice whether we live for ourselves, for sin, or for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's stay in uh, the book of Hebrews and go with us to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. Uh, this section of the, of the book of Hebrews talks about Moses. And uh, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and knew that God was calling him back to his people. And it says in verse 27, By faith he forsook Egypt, 
not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Junie, what a, a, a powerful encouragement this verse is. Moses endured the wrath of the king. He was walking. He probably could have been the next Pharaoh, but he turned aside from that. It says the verse before that. He chose rather to suffer the affliction of being with God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. But he forsook, not fearing the wrath of the king, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. That is a demonstration of spiritual eyesight that we as believers all need to live by day in and day out. I never thought of this, Shelley, but the wrath of the king. You know, it was the Pharaoh in that day. But the king that he, he didn't fear the wrath of could have been God himself, Malkanu, the king. Oh, I see what you're saying, really. Well, the point is we need spiritual eyesight yes. to overcome the greatest fear. problem that we think, really, and that will take away the fear because we'll put Jesus before us. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word of God, which is such a source of encouragement. And I pray each one of our listeners... Are, become encouraged now that they need to keep their eyes fixed on you no matter what the natural circumstances are we need by the spirit to see you and understand and see that your promises shall be fulfilled we pray this in the name of yeshua amen thank you for joining us this evening if you would like to get in touch with shelly and june you can write to them at p.o box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyAndJuneVolk.com That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.